Hello, everyone. I hope you all are staying well and taking care of yourselves. I know that quite a bit has been different for me over this way, so I'm pretty sure that you all have a lot of adjustments and differences that you're encountering as well. Now, one thing that I've come to realize is this world is forever going to be changed. And right now, I'm focusing on new ways to not only instill in others, but in myself, things that I can think about to continue to be successful in my future. And whatever I'm not successful at, how can I build the skills to continue to do better there? So today we're going to discuss on Now That's Life, the idea of having a new normal. Think of ways that we can move forward and how we can cope, grieve, and still move on in our lives. Do the things that we need to do, that we want to do, that we dream of doing. Of course, within our abilities and within our means. I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a licensed specialist in school psychology, a nationally certified school psychologist, an associate and tenured professor, and a certified professional life coach. And this is the Now That's Life podcast. Now, while I want this podcast to be a helpful and also a great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. So y'all, I want to make sure that I take time to say thank you. Thank you once again for continually reaching out, for answering the poll questions, for getting on my email list and making sure that you stay up to date with everything that's going on, for watching the videos, for shouting me out or shouting out to me on social media. I see everything you're doing and I appreciate you. I've also been receiving your requests, your DMs, your messages across YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, my email list. And I'm realizing that I want to make sure that I want to give you guys the things you're asking for. So I'm trying to integrate a lot of the things you want. So continue to send those messages. I can't respond to everybody. However, I try to respond to as many as I can. And I try to make sure that I read everything you send me so that I can give some things that you all have asked me for and feedback. Furthermore, I'm so grateful to you guys. You guys are showing up and showing out. My YouTube channel, I don't know if it's because everybody's at home or what, but we are up at over 991,000. We are well on our way to a million followers there. And I want to continue to pump out the content that you want that makes a difference. So make sure you reach out to me. Come on back and watch week by week. And again, thank you for your love. You are loved right back. So last week, our podcast was focused on part one of it's okay to not be okay. And I want to remind you and I want you to know that there are times in life that you will feel alone. You're going to feel afraid. You're going to feel nervous, uneasy. And it's okay to be in that space and appreciate it. It's, it's okay to really take that in and understand it. In fact, it's quite healthy for us to do that and regard what emotions we're currently encountering and why. Honestly, y'all, I have been right there with you all and I can relate 
I feel like I'm constantly thinking about what's happening right now. What are my thoughts and emotions? I'm reassessing my days based on how I'm feeling. And I'm patient with myself. I think I've become even more patient with myself. I'm learning that repetition is important during this time and also making myself as comfortable as possible while also checking on the ones that I love. You know, I find myself scolding people, telling them what they need to do, what they don't need to do. If they outside, I'm telling them they need to come back in. You know, it's just all of those feelings in one and also trying to balance what I do and don't do at this time. So I'm really trying to take in where we are right now and where that may be leading us in the future. And y'all, here's where it is right here. I'm learning that I'm not in control of much and that I must manage where I am and think of new strategies to move forward. It makes no sense for me to only think only about where I am right now. Now, it's important to be mindful. It's important to adjust to what's happening right now. But I have to continue to think about also those goals that I have for myself. And I urge others to do the same. So now... How do we move through and maneuver this new normal, whatever that is? I mean, I know we all see things differently right now, and we're all experiencing it differently. However, all of us are affected by the same thing. Just think about it, you know, even right down to the idea that some of us are still choosing to stay at home, whether or not our states have chosen to quote unquote open. And then some of us are in states that are still closed, Some of us are in situations where we have the choice to go to work, but we're choosing not to. Where others of us are, you know, wanting to go back to work, but we're not. These are not things that just a few months ago we were really concerned about. But now all of us are facing new decisions, new things we have to tend to, new things we have to think about. And during this time, it's critical that we think of self as well in taking care of ourselves. That needs to be at the top of our list because that's important in weathering any storm or chaos. Make it the foundation of your new normal and remember to put on your own oxygen mask first. What I'm saying is, if you can't move, if you're not functioning, if you're not doing well, you really can't take care of the next person who's not functioning or doing well. You have to set aside some of that energy store to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, especially during a time such as this. Now, according to Parker Palmer, author and teacher, self-care is never a selfish act. Did y'all hear me? It's never a selfish act. Anytime we can listen to our true self and give it the care that it requires, we do it not only for ourselves, but for the many others whose lives we touch. So you get it? If you take care of you, then you will have some energy stores to take care of others. But it's not until you do that first, in that order. Okay, here are some simple things to try that I'm going to say to integrate into your day. And the reason why I say these are simple things is because a lot of times, you know, we'll hear people say, well, self-care doesn't work for me. And all these people saying I should do this and do that. Well, what we have to realize, too, is we're looking to do it in order to gain something quickly. And honestly, self-care takes practice, honey. It doesn't just come overnight. It's something that you continue to invest in and do it until you grow. In fact, sometimes you do it and it'll seem mechanical. But then over time, you'll expect that care from yourself, which means that you'll expect more from others as well. You'll deserve, know that you deserve the utmost and best treatment 
if you treat yourself well. And especially in times of trauma, in times of hardships, in times like these, some of us are grieving and, you know, losing loved ones. Some of us are ill ourselves. Some of us are worried about our next paycheck. Some of us are worried about our children, our friends, our family, our parents. I know I have worries of my own. I'm, I'm no different from you. But what I will say is I also know that I need to worry about me. If I don't take care of myself, I certainly won't be there for any of those people on those lists. I can't do what I've been given to do. I cannot see through my promises. I cannot see through my purpose. And so we must take that time and stop complaining about the fact that caring for yourself doesn't work. What I mean there too is you got to try. There's something that will work for you. It might not be the same technique that works for me, but you'll find something that works for you if you practice. The first thing I suggest is checking in with yourself. And with that, when I say check in with yourself, there's key questions I like to ask myself and suggest that others ask themselves daily. And this is going to change day to day. Okay. So Number one, how am I doing? Number two, what is going well for me in my life? Number three, what's challenging me in my life the most? Number four, what do I need? The reason why these four questions are essential is because they get at your basic needs and your basic wants and desires. Right now, what can I do immediately? What's bothering me the most? What's causing my anxiety? What's causing me to worry? And you should be able to put your hands on that. You may need to write these things out too, because day to day, these are going to change. I can guarantee you every day there's a new worry. Every day there's a new tribulation. And every day there's still a new triumph too. So that's the reason why it's always suggested to write these thoughts out. Now, according to Elizabeth Bornstein, she's a licensed clinical social worker. Don't just ask these questions. Use your answers to create a daily routine around your own basic needs and create opportunities to boost your own well-being. The reason being is because every day is going to be new. Every day in this, because None of us know how this story plays out. None of us know what we wake up to every day. So the only way to practice the basics in self-care is to ask yourself how you're feeling with the information that you've received to this point. How are you feeling with your family situation? How are you feeling with this quarantine and social distancing? How are you feeling when you walk into a grocery store and it's a new normal of seeing people with masks and gloves and things like that? How are you responding and reacting to that? Remember that every day is going to be new and you're going to be facing new challenges and that should be expected. And when we expect things, we're less anxious. When we expect things, they don't catch us off guard. And though we don't know exactly what's going to happen and what's coming up, we can still expect that we can face or will face some challenges but we can also sharpen our skills so that we can be more prepared. Now, when you know the answers to these questions and you see a common theme or a common thread for yourself, this is where it becomes more important to actually set up a plan for self-care or this self-care thing as we call it. We talk about it and we're told about it, but many of us fail to know what it is because oftentimes we're just told you need to engage in it. 
and we're not really given many directions, instructions, or definitions past that point. But I'm going to help you out today, okay? <laughs> so when building an immune-boosting routine, it includes focusing on good nutrition and hydration because we can't be out here thirsty, not even in our own homes. You got to have adequate sleep, some exercise, relaxation, meditation, and stress reduction. This can be done the way you are most comfortable and even with any anxiety and health challenges. And I've had a lot of you all tell me, well, I have a house full of people and I have people around and blah, blah, blah. Look, even if you got to go in a bathroom to have time to yourself or a closet, people are not going to lose themselves in the few minutes that you spend with yourself. Remember that. People don't need you 24-7 in order to survive. You know, even the very illest of us in society can usually sustain ourselves for a few minutes or a few hours. So take your time. Let your family or your friends or whoever you're living with know, I need this time to myself. And do that. And make it a common theme and a common thread for those times so that you can rejuvenate and revive yourself. Okay. And that's even with, like I said, those existing health challenges that you may have. And when it comes to sleep, we need that good rest, y'all. What's interesting is more than not right now, and even in reports on TV, you're hearing that people are having these, you know, dreams that are keeping them up at night or people are drinking more now, which can affect our sleep. And people are not even engaging in good, what we call sleep hygiene. They're not making sure they're getting good and clean sleep, sleep that's dedicated to restoration, okay? And so while we're in our homes, which we would hope is one of the safest places we can be, we're not even rested. We're so anxious. We're so restless. And we have to practice ways to get more rest. So the first thing is get a bedtime and stick with it. Now, I'm guilty of this one because, look, sometimes... <laughs> My body just doesn't want to sleep and I just want to be up later, but I'm trying to find ways for me to wind down so that I'm not so wound up before bed. Also, put down the frustrating activities before bed, all the news, the arguments, the frustrating worries, the paperwork that needs to be done or, you know, whatever it is can be held off for another time. Okay. Or specific parts of the day. You need to plan for those stressful activities. And they shouldn't be around your bedtime. You want to skip the naps. Skip the excess alcohol. The caffeine. Get some daily exercise to release stress and tension. So you can get better rest. Believe it or not. That exercise helps you fight out a lot of that stress. It helps you push it on out. And gives that energy to something else. Also skip the stressful people in the conversations. Look, being in your own home helps you mind your own business, okay? Let me tell you something. People are going to be fine without you. And I'm not telling you to leave anyone. I'm not telling you never to talk to anyone. Hear me clearly here. What I'm saying is you have a little bit more chance to control what's happening outside your home. And what I mean by that is everybody calls you for everything. Now you need to protect your safety, and that should be number one. And people should understand that, right? Now, there's certain people that we have to do certain things for, but I'm talking about all the unnecessary ripping and running and possibly subjecting yourself and your health to illness, 
Okay. So be very clear about what you will and will not do. This is a new time for you to build more boundaries and to become more comfortable in your own skin and with setting limits with people. It's also important to put down the social media and the digitals, all the phones, the iPads, the everything just needs to be put down and treat your home and especially your bedroom as a safe haven. Now, the goal is to boost energy and to limit stress and anxiety. Those are the biggest things we have to do right now because, let's face it, this is a traumatic time. It really is. And some of us are going to be touched more by this than others, but all of us are experiencing this. So the talk of the pandemic, the social media, the numbers, oh gosh, the numbers, the information and even the news with all of that pandemic stuff, it can truly consume your life. And the biggest thing we can do for ourselves right now is not allow ourselves to be truly fully consumed by trauma. We know it's happening. We acknowledge it. For many of us, we can't avoid it because our family members are ill or, or have lost their lives and God bless them. But also ourselves. We have to find a way to protect ourselves too and make sure that we're finding some joy in life. Sometimes we need to make use of the time with getting more comfortable and with being ourselves and with our families at times. One of the bigger things I think I'm seeing now is that people are expressing their loneliness. They're expressing how sad and, and upset they feel and how they feel like no one cares about what they're doing and what's happening with them. Maybe this is a time to reconnect with you. Maybe this is a time for you to fill out who you are, who you've been and who you want to become. Now is an opportunity for you to change your route Many of us are being able to start from square run, square one at this time. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm even hearing, I heard someone tell me this that lost their job is that they count this time as a time for them to make different decisions. They're learning that there are more important things in life and that they are going to cherish the opportunities that come after this. <laughs> and how much they do look back and cherish a lot of the things that they didn't once cherish. That's growth. That's growth. And something like this allows you time to reflect so that you're able to grow. So take advantage. It's also time to get the best and helpful coping tools and use them often and change them out when you need to. So the coping mechanisms that you build that are healthy sometimes those need to rotate it always it's not gonna always work to burn a candle it's not always gonna work to meditate it's not always gonna work to only pray it's not always gonna work to read a book or to journal you have to rotate those things according to your emotions and I think that's where we go wrong with thinking about self-care it's not a one-size-fits-all thing it's a feeling and how do I cope with that feeling type of thing it's going to be different from day to day and if I stay healthy and I stay mindful then the purpose should be fulfilled that's the whole idea okay also try some breathing exercises that meditation or prayer, the music, make some videos and log your 
experiences now. Vlogging is big now. You can get on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, wherever you want to go. Because now is the time to create that experience. Also engage in creative practices and writing and art making and spend time in nature. Learn how to sew. Put together a puzzle, read, watch lighthearted televisions or movies and play games and move your body. Releasing is the total goal here. Another thing is allowing yourself to laugh and feel some joy. I think some of us suffer from guilt. Some of us suffer from guilt. And I'm saying some because I'm pointing right at me. Sometimes we're getting good things during this time and we feel bad about it. So somehow we've convinced ourselves that we should not have any breaks of joy during this time. Remember, let me tell you something. Every person, you know, the saying is every dog has its day, but I didn't really want to say that. I, I guess I said it now. However, all of us go through things. Now we're all going through a pandemic, but remember the times that you've gone through things and no one saw them. No one saw you crying or hurt or in pain. And what happened? You got back up, you dust yourself off, and you tried again. Now, you, you took your time, I hope so, you took your time to acknowledge that place. You took your time to heal. But there are times where you're going through that other people are not going through. And so you can't feel guilty for the slightest times of joy or the up times that you have because you've earned those times. And if you have some joy, now is the time to take it because it's enough turmoil outside (laughs) if you want to relish in it. But you definitely need some bouts of joy as well in there. And y'all down in the show notes, I've linked a video that gives you some of the great ways to self-improve during the quarantine and some things that may give you joy and also keep you more centered and grounded. So I truly hope you all are really enjoying the show. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and finish up some of the things we can do to keep ourselves more healthy, more happy, more joyful, and also recognizing where we are so that we're able to move forward. Okay, y'all, we are back. And so we have just two more things I really want to note that have a couple topics under them. One of the things I wanted to say is we want to stay connected with what and who is most important, okay? When I say that, again, that's going back to that idea of making time for joy. Make sure you share your thoughts, your feelings, and your needs with your family, friends, your coworkers, your spiritual advisors, but also just the people you feel are special and most connected to you. And the reason why I say that is because it's easy for us to talk about our worries, our sadness, and everything else with people who are not connected to us. It's very interesting. And in this time, we need to be sharing those things with people who want to not only uplift us, but will listen to us without judgment, right? Because not right now is not the time for people to be telling you, you shouldn't feel the way you should feel. I mean, we're in a time that is tumultuous and we have to acknowledge it for what it is. And we need the people that are most connected to us to be able to hear that because they know us. And if you have someone in your life who actually knows you, they may know your responses quicker than you think they know them. And they can help you to see the way that you're thinking and also just listen to you because sometimes we need that ear in order to return to joy. The next thing is to make sure that you're scheduling phone or video conferencing time 
regularly each week to feel some connection. And I know every week so far, I've made sure that I've met with people that I love. I've, I've had good conversations with people I haven't talked to in a long time. I've Zoomed with great, amazing friends and family. And it feels good. It feels good. And I know it's not that physical touch, but it is certainly something to be able to talk with them uninterrupted because most of us don't have as many interruptions right now other than the things going on in our home. Yes. But we don't have as many of the quote unquote worldly interruptions as we once did. The next thing in that is connection to others and seeking support are especially important right now. So we have to make sure that we're seeking real supports, not the fake supports, the good and sturdy supports, especially in these isolation situations. And also, if you have a house full of people, it's also good right now for you to connect with things outside of that home. And what I mean by that is, again, those Zoom conferences and talks with other people outside of your home, being able to, you know, talk with an online group, find someone that can give you some additional support outside of your normal support systems as well, especially if you need to supplement what you're not getting. And the last major thing here is be sure to ask for help when you need it. You want to make sure that you're doing the things that help you. It's great to have strength. And I know we all love to rest in our strongness. But I'm going to tell you something. There is strength in being vulnerable. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can tell y'all, I've said this before, self-disclosure once again. I've been told that I cry and I will cry quickly and I will let my emotions out and I will do different things. And here's the thing. I enjoy feeling feelings. All feelings ain't good feelings. However, I know releasing them keeps me healthy, especially within an appropriate amount of releasing. You know what I mean? I'm not saying being that overly dramatic or things like that, but sometimes you just got to let it out. You can't be strong all the time. And like we always hear, check on your strong friends because a lot of times they are the most vulnerable to being sensitive to very catastrophic things. And we want to be very careful to not always be teaching each other to just be strong. This is a, tr a, a very tough time, a very trying time. And we need to be making sure that we're nurturing the feelings that we have and acknowledging what they are. So if you're not getting the support you need, make sure that you're finding a licensed therapist who is knowledgeable specifically about trauma and crisis issues and how our mind and body connects, how we can manifest a lot of different illnesses and issues through having anxiety, worries, and depression. Also, you need someone you can trust. Even if it's just a friend outside of your counselors or therapists, you want to make sure that you have someone that does not judge you, that allows you to speak, even just to speak, without having anything to say or rebuttal. That's important. Most providers, even now during this time, most providers, mental health care providers anyway, are continuing to see people using telehealth with video or phone conferencing options. So that is definitely an option for us right now. You want to make sure that you're asking like your primary care doctor, your family doctor, or your therapist whether medications to ease anxiety and depression could be right for you, especially if you sense that you need it. If you're not finding any relief, if you're trying to center yourself, you've really been, you know, working on these things and you're still on edge, it's important that you receive the help that you need. 
Then furthermore, the more you practice daily self-care, the more it will become a part of you, but you must stick with it. Y'all, I know we hear about self-care all the time. I get it. It can get annoying, but that's because most people don't always know what self-care is. It is a daily practice. It's something you put into yourself. It's not something you profess. It's not something you just go out and wear on a t-shirt. It's actually putting in the work, and boy, does it take work. And it also takes acknowledgement of your strengths, your weaknesses, your flaws, everything. It takes looking in the mirror in order for you to know what you need and what you don't, because my self-care needs are not going to be yours. We might have some overlap, but for the most part, we're going to have different feelings and emotions day by day. So we can't always have the one-size-fits-all approach. Now, you know your girl has linked some resources for you guys in the show notes, so check those out. Those give you a way to find a therapist and possibly some other things that might help you as well. Well, that is all, y'all. Before we go, please, please make sure you are taking care of yourself. You got to put that oxygen mask on before you put it on anybody else. Make sure that you stay tuned for more and subscribe so you know when I post my next episode. Sign up for my free e-newsletter at drninaellishervey.com and you're going to receive my free eight-day supernatural video course. Now, let me tell y'all, I have some people writing me daily, letting me know that that is a life-changing course and it's free 99, okay? You better get on that. (laughs) And you all know where you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all across social media at Beautiful Brown Baby Doll. There's so much to come, you all, with the upcoming Crossing a Million Mark on YouTube and also the soon-to-be-released, soon-to-be-released mentorship membership as well as the opportunity for some one-on-one coaching. Yes, I'm going to do it. I get the questions all the time. So those of you all that have asked, I will be responding to you soon. But make sure that you get that eight-day supernatural video course because it puts you in the loop with my email list, which will announce all these things as they release. I thank you all for listening. I thank you for being here with me. I thank you for your dedication to you. Not only to your family, but to you, okay? Uh, Guys, I'm hoping that you're taking care of yourself, doing what you need to do, what's necessary for you at this time. Much love. Dr. Nina signing out. Peace.